0: Good evening, and welcome to another edition of the JMU Sports Blog Podcast. I'm Todd. I'm joined as always by my buddy Rob. What's going on, Rob? Nothing, Todd. How you doing tonight? Oh man, we are excited, huh? Yeah, this is it's finally uh, here. Finally it's here. here. Yeah. It's all here. It is all happening. And yeah, we uh, our app here, Zencaster, updated so I could see Rob in his JMU sweatshirt. I was in my much loved. I believe it's been tagged to that in the past much loved JMU visor. Um, <laughs> I was very excited I'm actually getting a new JMU hat um in advance of this spring season but it was delayed by <laughs> by weather problems or whatever. imagine that. Imagine that. So um we we're going to just have a great time tonight. I I think we're both a little um overly enthusiastic about the coming kickoff of football season. Uh, I can't really can't form complete sentences about our excitement level over men's basketball at the moment. So I'm just going to kind of uh, enjoy that tonight as always. Um, We are brought to you as always and for all of 2021 by Mossy Creek Fly Fishing in Harrisonburg, Virginia. You can go by the shop there in Harrisonburg, pick up everything you need, uh, for your fishing trips for winter gear, which you may need this Thursday and Friday in advance of this first game um, really hope, for
1: spring football,
0: right? I'm really hoping that Morehead State can make the trip um, to JMU on Friday, uh, you know, so yeah, definitely may be needed. There was quite a bit of ice there last weekend, hoping they don't have quite as much this weekend. Um, but go by, talk to those guys at Mossy Creek, um, visit Brian and Colby and the team there. They will get you set up, mention that the podcast sent you, they will at least give you a free sticker. Uh, we'll be working with them, um, in the coming weeks. Uh, at least one of us is going to get to spend some time with them in the next couple of weeks and it's going to be really fun. So we're going to work out some details, but please go visit our friends at Mossy Creek. Uh, Rob's been working hard for us the last couple of weeks, so we'll see what comes about besides Mossy, but, um. We love those guys, and we're so thrilled that they are back for 2021. Uh, Rob, I also just off the top wanted to give a quick shout-out to the Duke Club. I think I mentioned last week I had my annual conversation with them. And, you know, I, this is not – they didn't ask me to say this. They did it asked us to do an official plug or anything, um, but we all know times are tough. And right now, tonight, I'm sitting here thinking about how we can donate to our friends in – the Southwestern part of the country, right? Not about the Duke club, but that money goes to scholarships for JMU student athletes and, you know, JMU fully funds its programs. And that's really exciting. And they've never probably been more scared of a year than they are of the 2021 calendar year. So if it's within your budget and within your um, ability to give, there's never been a time that they will be more thankful. I can tell you from my, you know, I don't know, what what are we... C C minus level donations. Um, uh, you know, I've never received more thanks than this year. So, if you can, do it. And one programming note before we get on to the s- specific sports, I did notice tonight uh, uh, we're probably gonna have to bite the bullet pretty soon on Flow Flow something Flow football Flow something. I don't flow know. Sports. Flow sports. Yes, I, I don't know that they have the CA deal. People have been complaining. I don't understand how it all works. You can buy just football. I think for seven ninety nine JMU. Put out a link. If you go to the game page or the article page on the JMU Sports website, there's some pretty good information about what you need to do if you want to re-sign up, if it's been a while for you like it has for me with Flow. Uh, the game this weekend was moved by the Caps. Um, it was going to be on NBC Sports Washington. It's now going to be on NBC Sports Washington Plus, which is still available on most channels. You know, If you have one, you probably have the other in terms of your basic cable and but it's also on like direct tv and dish and verizon fios i think um and jmu has information about that uh, circulating as well so go check that out it is going to be on the plus because the caps are getting moved from makeup COVID games so the way we're going to do this this season is we're going to do this is a spring like no other (laughs) every jmu sport is either playing or getting ready to play at some point in the next couple of weeks um so, we are going to start the show most weeks with a very quick um, old guys leave roundup of where things stand. And then we'll move into, you know, pro- like basically basketball for as long as basketball goes. Could be a while. Which could be a while. And football. Um, foot, we'll, we'll lead the show with football next week. If uh, assuming the Dukes play this weekend, we, we will, of course, lead the show with football. But um, just wanted you guys to know. And obviously, if softball or lacrosse or men's soccer or whoever gets hot we will have you know more to say about that so with that said um you're going to get a little bit of todd here at the beginning baseball opens they picked up a series with the north carolina tar heels this weekend rob so that's pretty cool um baseball is going to open at did, chapel did hill did I
1: else misread that when they saw this yes because
0: we were all like Dude, yeah. is it basketball
1: i was like yeah. basketball and then it was like oh it'll start you know three and then what was it was like a
0: three-game series so i was like was that football where we i right don't football i was really confused yes well and there had been a thing because north carolina lost their they had a COVID issue and they put out basically like they were looking for games and i think they actually are going to play Northeastern yeah. yeah um i have to admit conference. we're going to talk about very good for the conference we'll talk about this when we get to men's hoops i'm not sure i want jmu playing this week so <laughs> that's fine by me um no, but just stay off the roads, basically. <laughs> stay, well, stay in, and, stay home, yeah, heal up, Matt Lewis, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. Uh, so yeah. Um, but baseball does open in Chapel Hill this weekend, weather dependent. That will be exciting. Softball opens the following weekend at UVA on two twenty seven. Um, women's soccer had a game postponed this weekend, not by COVID, but by the ice storm this past weekend. Um, that was supposed they were supposed to play ODU. They are instead supposed scheduled to host Liberty this Sunday for the first game of the season for women's soccer. Uh, tennis kicked off the season with two wins over Towson and East Tennessee State. Congrats to the women's tennis team and Coach Shelley uh, there. Glad to see them off and running. Uh, volleyball lost in four sets to a fairly strong Delaware team. So we'll see what happens. They go uh, on a return trip to Delaware this week, uh, weather dependent, and then they host VCU next week so good for them Uh, lacrosse also had their first that the big national matchup we were so looking forward to this past weekend um, at chapel hill was postponed i presume by weather not by covid Um, and they will actually play this is a big one anybody out there paying attention here they play at virginia tech they're supposed to play uh, Thursday at two. They're not likely to play weather based. Yes. I, I think that got canceled already. Did it already? Okay. Yeah. I, th- I was maybe. excited because that was going to be on the ACC Network. So it, we were going to get to watch it. But yeah, I'm guessing with the weather coming in on Thursday, that is not going to happen.
1: It might even be COVID.
0: Um, Could be that too. Yeah. I don't know. Let
1: me see. I'll, I'll look it yeah. up. I saw yeah. something.
0: No worries. I mean, Thursday oh, yeah. supposed to. Yep
1: covid 19 protocols inside the jamie program
0: there you go so we'll get there in a few weeks Um, we'll revisit lacrosse in a couple weeks men's soccer postponed friday this coming friday at georgetown they will start the following weekend at george mason and rob you know i live right next to the george mason facility now or very Mm -hmm. close to it I, i was actually wondering if there's some way i can sneak, over, sneak and watch over a few there. minutes of soccer yeah <laughs> on a tree of some sort <laughs> yeah right it's not like yeah well it's not even it's fairly open you know it's there behind the old field house it's not really like closed off to anyone i mean they i don't i don't know that they have tickets for i don't know how that works but anyways we'll see i I, def- um, I
1: went to games they're growing up with my uh, club team
0: yeah uh, yeah i'm that's
1: surprised they play the same place but
0: yeah mark vita there's a guy i played high school with who played there like we used to go watch yeah that's pretty funny um Big news. So now we're going to move on. Um, Women's basketball. Look, they had an awesome game today, Rob. They bombed UNC Wilmington out of the gym today. Um, They went on, I don't know, some kind of 15 or 17 point run in the second quarter where they hit. I think they hit nine threes in the first half um, led by freshman Claire Neff. had a career high I don't know if it was 17 or 19 points today but at at one point she was four for four from three I don't know she was just draining everything the bench was going crazy it was really cool to see I I I, I'm excited I mean I hadn't heard her name all year since we talked to coach O preseason so this is what
1: happened she she was originally at Clemson okay she she withdrew from Clemson and reached out to coach O and Jamie evidently had recruited her pretty heavily and I I think she's from maryland but played aau Mm -hmm. maybe maybe with kiki don't quote somebody somebody can fact check Mm -hmm. but but like in the philly area um but reached out to coach and said you know i I reconsidered and so do you have a scholarship came back up and then they weren't sure if she was going to get eligible and she just was declared eligible i got a waiver this month so she she sure looks helpful (laughs) right yeah It was really cool. Like Madeline has a really good article, which is where I'm getting all this info. I'm cribbing this. I read it earlier. But to hear her quotes, I encourage everybody to go read it. It, She was so excited simply about playing the game of basketball um, and stepping up. You know, she'd been just kind of a practice player and didn't know if she was going to get a chance, if the waiver was going to clear. So to see her get the chance, you know, get a couple minutes and then really step up um, when they've they've. They've been inconsistent. They really needed today's win. And UNCW is not that strong, but they took care of business. And maybe it starts a little run or, or builds momentum, and confidence, because um, mm-hmm. they certainly have the talent. And I mean, now with her, just add another one to it. Yeah. I, I don't want to discount this, this season or write it off, but man, this team could be really good the next two or three years.
0: Yeah, because Jamia has, Hazel has also been fantastic the last couple weeks and really stepping up. Um, and I actually with I just
1: peyton has
0: been out. Yeah, peyton has been out. Um, I actually love Hazel's game, mm-hmm. Rob. It, you know, at this point, it, you know, it's my kind of game. Like the, the the distance, the long distance shot is not there yet, yeah. but everything else is. She's a distributor, fantastic. Though, man. huge distributor, and just really good. Just creative. I, I mean, I feel like just that. I don't know. Kind of. Uh, it's not really a coached kind of creativity. Uh, I really, really like her. So. Women are up to eleven and seven, seven and four in the CAA, seven and two at home. Um, I was trying to think, they yeah, they just rained down threes today in the second quarter uh, to blow out UNC Wilmington. Uh, but they've got a little wave left in the regular season as well. Their tournament starts a little after the men, so mm-hmm. a couple more weeks of women's hoops. And I thought, you know, I listened to a little bit of Coach O this week. I get the feeling he's getting gaining a little bit of confidence in the group you know, as they get some experience under them. Yeah. Just what a weird year to be an all-freshman team. So not at all, like you said, not at all giving up on this season for the women's team. Um, but Rob, come on. <laughs> Has there been a more fun weekend of men's basketball in, I, I mean, really, in 15 Going back to years?
1: The well, yeah. I think the 2013 tournament.
0: CIA yeah, tournament. That, 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 to the CAA tournament. but But in the regular season... No, there's been nothing. There hasn't been anything like Saturday and Sunday. These two wins, uh, unbelievable. I mean, so 93, two totally different games too, right? Yeah. An absolute, one of the best CAA games I've watched in years on Saturday in a 93-89 win over Hofstra. In a game that Hofstra led for 80, 90% of the game. Oh, I um, think
1: Jamie... Led for a minute and a half.
0: Yeah, yeah, that, I didn't know what it was, but I, you know, I yeah, they never felt out of it. But it was a um, I mean, that was Hofstra played really well. Like they, they're Hofstra's good. good. Hofstra's Hofstra. good. They have three and, and, or four or five scorers. Like, yeah.
1: And don't let the score fool you. This was not one of these games Whoa. where nobody's playing defense. No, this was just guys making plays. Like I, Hofstra, some of the teams in the past have simply tried to outscore you, but their zone. It's not, I mean, it's not like Syracuse or anything like that (laughs) during its heyday, but it's a pretty good, pretty good zone they throw out there. And JMU with a bunch of freshmen was really just breaking it down, you know, shooting Mm -hmm. mid-range jumpers. It was a little bit of a throwback game to see guys knocking down, you know, 12 to 17 footers. Um, They were doing really well, passing their way through it. Guys were penetrating and finding gaps and making the right pass. It was exciting. Like you and I were texting during the game and, I went into it kind of being like, hey, you know, this is this is a good test for this team. What's going on? Mm-hmm. And I just found myself really enjoying watching the game. I think it was I a great game deal. to watch. Yeah, we were, fun. Fun we were just having fun watching the game. And it was like, obviously, yeah. I wanted to win, but the win was just going to be gravy. I was just excited to be spending my Saturday afternoon having a good time watching JMU and having a good time watching CAA basketball. It 100%. really reminded me, I don't know if you remember, the 2013, JMU and Northeastern. Played mm-hmm. a game late in the season. I, I mm-hmm. think Jamie lost oh, yeah, by a but it was such a fun game. And I remember the mm-hmm. first thing I thought about was like, "Oh man, if they could run that back in the CA tournament, that would be a treat." And then they end up, you know, playing in the championship. It reminded me of that. Like the win was just icing on the cake. I wasn't even really concerned about the win. I was like, "Wow, this team has proven that it can compete with the top teams." You know, they already split with Northeastern. Here we are, Hofstra, by a lot of people's accounts, is you know was the second best team in the conference going in Saturday. Mm-hmm. And then out of nowhere, you know, Christmas hits that shot. I jumped off the couch like I haven't done yes. in years. Yes. I jumped off the couch, pumping yep. my fist, and I was like, oh, my gosh, they could actually win this game. And then they yes. closed it out. Like it was just it was so uncharacteristic for what I've come to expect from Jamie Hoops. You know, it was, oh, and, then, and it was and so fun. Back, it was just so much fun. And to see different guys doing it, this is not a case, as we unfortunately had to find out on Sunday, of Matt Lewis just putting a team on its back. It's good team basketball. I feel like every mm-hmm. game there's a different guy stepping up. Um, you've got guys who seem so content with their roles. You know, Strickland yes. is – they just have such a team-first attitude. We're like, Strickland clearly – just enjoys being on the court. I and mean, his role is just to do the offense, defense substitutions down the stretch. He does that. He does it with enthusiasm. He was able to, you know, play really effective defense while, you know, with three or four fouls through a part for the game. Um, oh yeah. Christmas was awesome. You've heard me rave over Zach Jacobs and just, he is just a oh, he was, role bad. player, but he, he's not a so guy who's going to
0: offensively a, too.
1: It's strong on the boards. And when they needed big buckets, he had a couple offensive putbacks Oh, um, yeah. Um, Amadi's a big fan. Yeah, Vado Mo- Morris is great. It's just, it's a fun team to watch. And oh, see I Tore mean, would Julian kept
0: them in it. The first game yeah. on Saturday, early in the game, when they struggled a little bit, when Hoster got out to the lead, he kept them in it. I mean, Christmas hitting big shots. I could just go forever. We had so much fun on Saturday, Rob. I think we were both pretty active, you know, just following the game on, on TV and on social media. And it was such an old school CAA throwback you know we've we're fortunate that we've you know interacted with Hofstra a guy who's covered Hofstra and you know Hofstra alum for many many years and we love Jerry Beach he you know professional sports writer covers the Mets and Yankees um for various publications up there and he felt the same way we did which is this is a high level this is like old school CAA like these teams are legitimately good teams with lots of players and like Whatever happens in this I mean, I was so amazed that, you know, he Jerry can be a little salty about about things that don't go Hofstra's way. But even he at the end of the game was like, that what am I gonna say? Like, that's a response by JMU, a real statement. And when Matt Lewis hit that shot, you know, down the stretch of that game, that kind of like, I don't know, 17 foot or mm-hmm. long the right baseline, like turnaround, you know, kind of like that's your player of the year, right there. <laughs> like, you know, to put him up three instead of one, like. That's great.
1: Really,
0: yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's that's that it was so coming from so many places. And like you said, then Sunday they they win a rock fight 74 70, where they lose Lewis before halftime. Yeah. Um, and we're nervous. I, I will say that I, you know, we're not uh, breaking news here, but, um, Coach Byington said on at Monday's presser that he still thought that the injury was not super long-term or significant in terms of surgery there what they were going to have some more looks at it the next couple days but they thought that he bumped knees and was struggling we are all crossing our fingers um that would be such a bummer to lose lewis but you know they played great they responded played tough down just what a fun weekend i are so many things about it rod strickland terrell's dad you know former all-star nba player i saw him he was like retweeting quotes from JMU, like official accounts out of the press conference on Monday because he was so happy that uh, Byington was talking about how all the assistant coaches, all the video coaches, everybody in the program like cares about these kids and the kids care about the program and you could see it on the court. I mean, I don't, it's unbelievable how fast this has happened. Right?
1: Yeah. And, yeah, it's I mean, there's no way either one of us could tell you with a straight face that we thought Jamie would be sitting in first place in February.
0: No, Uh, they are
1: I wrote it down here. They're they're 13.
0: Yes, they're 13 and five, eight and one in the CAA. They've won seven straight. They are ten and two at home at the Atlantic Union Bank Center, where they will host the CAA tournament in a couple of in just a couple of weeks. They have no games on the schedule this week. This is what I mentioned earlier about. I don't mind not picking up the Carolina game if we can give Matt Lewis. You know, earlier in the season, JMU picked up enough games. They've played enough games. Delaware's program is on pause. That's who JMU was supposed to play next weekend. So they don't have another game scheduled till two weeks from now when they finish the season with two games versus Drexel. And that's it. They play the CA tournament after that. So, you know, they may pick up a game. It wouldn't surprise me if they played like an EMU or, you know, a, a more Shenandoah, yeah, like a, a local team in almost an exhibition type game. Uh, you know, I I have no knowledge of that. I just it wouldn't surprise me if they want to pick up a game, but it also wouldn't surprise me if Byington really doesn't want to uh, take a Matt a team without Matt Lewis. You know, somewhere crazy this week. I don't know. Who knows? Thirteen and five. I mean. They could lose the next two games in the first game of the CA tournament. This this season would already be a success. <laughs> like, yeah, because yeah. I mean,
1: if you're watching the games like like we are, yeah. in a lot. Of, I assume everybody listening here. Mm-hmm. If you're going to take time to listen to us, you're certainly going to take time to watch watch Jamie basketball. Um, it's the way they're winning. Like it's this is this is just. We have so many reasons to be optimistic. It's all coming together, like you said. We were excited about the coaching staff he put together. You know, it seemed to have guys with good experience, people he coach with, guys with AAU ties to the DC area. So you're like, wow, you know, this seems like things are coming together and we're building the foundations, but mm-hmm. the play on the court has been further further more further down the road or yes. towards success than you thought it would. Um, so I don't know, like offensive effort it. just the
0: effort though. Yeah is so you know The way they're playing as a team defensively and just the effort when the ball's on the floor, when the ball's going out of bounds. I mean, there's a play. I mean, Edwards still scares me to death, but Edwards was a huge player for them without Lewis in the second half on Sunday and Mm -hmm. has been hitting some big shots and making some big plays. And he will like launch himself into the third row if he needs to, you know, like it's great to see at just so many countries. And you're right. Amadi should not. Amadi has just (laughs) Rob. He. He's like the, I don't know what to say. I mean, he really does kind of remind me of some of the, you know, of like Andre Nation type. I mean, he is athletically, AJ Davis yeah, athletic. Davis. Yeah, he, he's more like A.J., yeah. but A.J. was an older player who was yeah. mature. Amadi might be the best raw talent or raw athlete on the team. I mean, I think probably not even close. Um, he's just learning his like he's still getting a handle on how. Crazy athletic he is, and he has had, you know, he's really struggled with like cheap fouls and stuff here and there. Um,
1: but just he's, staying he's, on the
0: court, but man, just on raw talent, <laughs> I and mean, just
1: getting that experience. Like, un- yes, fortunately, when you come to a program like JMU that you know lost three of its top four scorers and really had nowhere to go but up, you're getting an opportunity to learn by making mistakes on the court. And even guys like you know, Morse has had great games oh. and not so great games, but like just these guys getting the experience of playing minutes in meaningful competition in league games that's invaluable the fact that they're doing it and coming out the other end with wins it just has me like through the roof with excitement and and we can talk all these caveats about how Jamie who's kind of caught some breaks with lots of these games ending up at home and everything they've also caught some really bad breaks like every other team in the country with the you know instability of the schedule and things popping sure. up but it's a weird situation this year everybody's going to point to the fact that oh the ca is down CAA is down no it, it, somebody it was matt lynn or somebody else was tweeting like yeah we can't discount the metrics and you know particularly people like me and you have been such a proponent for ken palm and kind of advanced analytics and moneyball but there is something to be said for the eye test as well and yeah watch league, the team <laughs> watch the teams yeah. there's more talent in this league when you watch the games Mm then you need be led to believe if you you just look at the analytics and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think the CIA is going to be back to a multi-bid league next year or even the year after. But I don't think it's unreasonable to think that it could take a major leap forward and become a really strong mid-major league in two or three years. Um, Mm -hmm. I think Hofstra is proving that they're going to be a perennial contender. It's it's not just going to be like... You know, oh, they they rise to the top and they win the league and they fall back down. They're going to be that top four contender of the year. Anytime Bill Cohen coaches a team, they're going to be good. I mean, Boston College ain't going to hire him. They probably should. The guy can coach. But it's better for the CAA to have him in the league. Um, Delaware, you know, they're on pause now, but they've been making some strides with recruiting. Mm -hmm. Drexel got rid of its AD today.
0: Um, oh, I didn't know that. So, yep. yeah, that'll, that'll be interesting. I think
1: they're a sleeping giant just by virtue of the fact that, you know, they're in Philadelphia. Yeah. It's the primo sport at the school. Um, William and Mary, we can all talk about the weird situation with letting Shaver go. But, you know, D- Dane's a pretty good coach in his own right. And they've got a really talented freshman who, what, didn't he drop 30 last week? Yeah. Um, Elon recruited, you know, way outside of, you know, kicked its coverage with recruiting. Um, And and then
0: Charleston and Wilmington take it really seriously. Like they're in different places on their sort of progression right now with Wilmington struggling for a while, which is unusual for probably historically maybe the strongest team in the conference. Yeah. But but what both of those. Yes. But both of those schools have enormous support and they don't have football either. And they take basketball seriously. You know, I I,
1: I think we're going to see the league take, take a couple steps forward and, part of that is going to be jmu's growth you know i think of, jmu's growth standard. is the biggest
0: part of it all it's been yeah. for a long time and it's incredible to see that this has come we did not expect it this year in no. the covid year and the first we year buying was, yeah but Maybe you look out the there game. and you look on that nice new court at that nice new arena with, with this new coaching staff and I, wow <laughs> i'm just stunned by it and the depth of JMU's rotation right now is I, I, I thought we talked about that in the first half on Saturday. Like if they could just hang in there, like they're deeper than anybody in the league and they proved it again this weekend. It's crazy to think about, but mm-hmm. it's, it's not out of the question that we have a tournament team on our hands, Rob. So, no, like, sure not. I mean, it's not crazy to, for, to, for us to tell everybody like get ready for the CAA tournament on March 3rd or 4th. Um, at JMU (laughs) it's pretty cool to think about so as as you can tell um, that's basically like we're a little excited yeah yeah, it's like 10-15 minutes of us just going nuts about men's basketball but just fawning
1: like a couple of teenagers over the Beatles or something
0: it's (laughs) It's fun well and it's purely fun right I mean we all are invested in football on a totally different level after the last 10 years and we have expectations and they're you know where the basketball program is relative to the expectations coming into the season is it's unbelievable. It's so fun to watch. Uh, and
1: I also just fair warning to any other yeah. CA fans. Our fan base will be absolutely insufferable.
0: <laughs> if We start
1: to have the type of success in basketball no. that we do in football. Just, oh. and, and you and I will be leading charge. I'm not going to say like, <laughs> there'll be elements. No, it'll be guys like me and you that no. are just, we've wanted this for so long. Yeah, um, We just, It's the biggest school. It's uh, it's it's going to be rough if we. Not to mention, we're all
0: just like our conspiracy theorist part of the base will will love this, right? They'll start tracking who's refing what games and
1: yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. We will will be tough to deal with.
0: (sighs) Ah, yes, the joys of being a twenty five thousand person regional university in a (laughs) in a private school league. Yes, exactly right. Um, it's wonderful. So look, that's it. I mean, both hoops teams are cruising towards the CIA tournament. We really hope they get there from a health standpoint. We hope everyone makes it. Uh, you know, we've, we've made jokes in the past this season about JMU's men's team has already been through it. So maybe that's a good thing. Now I'm kind of like seriously, like I am for football, really crossing my fingers and hoping that, you know, they can make it to the tournament healthy. Um, and whether that's through injury with Lewis or, or with COVID issues, it just feels like they might have the best team in the league, and I'd like to see them get a shot. You know, you, we, we, We'd we hate to see them not get that chance with a full, full roster. So same thing for the women. So good luck to both teams. Uh, hopefully men's, I don't know, if they pick up a game, we'll talk about it next week, but we will uh, certainly check in next week. But we are, by the time most of you listen to this, we are recording on Tuesday night this week after the holiday. By the time most people listen to this, there will be three days until the start of the, I don't know what to call this, the 2020-2021 football season. Um, the 2021 spring FCS season for JMU. There was a game this past weekend. McNeese State defeated new FCS power. I say that with quotes. Tarleton State uh, in double overtime over the weekend. So the FCS spring season is off and running. Uh, we will see, based on weather, how fast this season can really get off and running. JMU is scheduled to host Morehead State this weekend. I feel reasonably confident this game's going to take place uh, at least from a weather standpoint. After, it looks like it's going to get through here about on Thursday. Nobody's traveling for any length of time. Uh you know, so Morehead can come on Friday or Saturday and play the game. I don't know, you know, at this point we have no reason to I mean, we see the pr- pictures from JMU practice, so no reason to think there's any Massive COVID problem is going to prevent this game from taking place. We hope that's the case all season, but we will see. Rob, we are going to start. We're bringing it back. Four downs. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to the kickoff of this season. I don't know what to say. Um, headed into it. I, I we're, We'll each do. You know, fairly quick four downs here, Rob. What's your what's the first thing you're looking for from the season opener versus Moorhead State this weekend?
1: Well, I'll take the easy one. Thank yeah. God you let me go first because I didn't do a ton of prep and I might only have two or three. <laughs> um, Kojo, I got to see how, how Kojo to yeah. play. Maybe um, Giraffe is back, baby. Baby Giraffe is back. Um, the guy has waited. You know, he's been a backup four years, patiently waited. I admire anybody who sticks it out, not knowing if they're ever going to see the field. Um, I think both he and Gage are kind of in that in that same category of people. Gage is a redshirt person.
0: junior, by the way. So we Gage and Cole together as the two leading quarterbacks. It's not they could win three national championships yeah. in the next eighteen months. So, yeah, uh, it's, yeah.
1: a, it's, a, it's an unusual situation, but anyway, just, I, I thought he showed a lot of poise as a freshman when he came in to back mm-hmm. up Shore against that Villanova game we talk about all the time um elon game i think he had two touchdowns two picks you know he wasn't spectacular but for a freshman he was pretty darn good you know coming in and keeping everything running in a season that had a lot on the line um we've seen him play in mop-up duty i don't know what to expect really you know everybody talks about we joke about the baby giraffe and mm-hmm. says he's a little bit mobile we act like he's some sort of string bean he's not i mean he's 6'5 like no. 215 218 you know he's not peyton manning but he's a he's a decent-sized guy particularly for the fcs I don't know if you've really followed it that closely or read a lot of what Signetti said, but Signetti says things that make me think that this mm-hmm. guy has just really learned from being a backup. Me too. Signetti talked about him just, you know, cutting his losses and realizing like, okay, you know, kill that play and, and live for the next down and making the right reads and making the smart thrown decisions. And it just seems like somebody who really has benefited from his time observing a couple of great quarterbacks and now is ready to come in and, and kind of step up. So. Mm -hmm. I'm not expecting some sort of Brian Shore type situation, you know, um, Mm -hmm. or or badly. We've been really, really fortunate with quarterbacks as Jamie fans. But I do think that this guy could be really, really good. And he seems like the the stuff that Signetti is saying makes me think that he really is more mature than your typical first-time starter. You know, he's Mm -hmm. really benefited from observing. Uh, This is going to set expectations way too, or set the bar way too. I don't mean this, but like the way Aaron Rodgers did behind Brett Favre. You know, guys who take their time, you're like, man, you know, a lot of other places this guy would be starting, but to stick it out. So the story about it, and just from a personal standpoint, I'm rooting for him. But from the fan perspective, I think we're going to see some really competent play. And I don't mean that in any sort of like, down no, I don't even mean it as a
0: game manager. Kind game of, manager no, like
1: I, a, I just think we're going to see a guy who is a really smart quarterback and kind of makes the savvy plays that you wouldn't expect for a first-year starter. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited. I'm excited for him. I'm excited for fans just to get football back. And I think he's the right quarterback with the right system. I've mentioned Davis Cheek on previous episodes. I think that's a really good comp for a guy who you know, maybe didn't come in with like the greatest talent around him, but was a really good quarterback, continues a really good quarterback for CA football. And I I think Johnson probably has a talent edge and has the benefit of, like we said earlier, you know, sitting behind some really, really good quarterbacks, you know, you know, CA player of the year type guys.
0: Well, and I think we're forgetting, I'm forgetting. I, I forgot until I really sat down with Medea last week and we, we really broke down the roster and started looking at the depth chart. And then just this week for everybody who's, Interested, uh, the JMU Two Deep is out on the JMU Sports website for this coming week, and you know I forget he's a redshirt senior. This is yeah. the spring semester of his fifth year of college, yep. right? I, you and I know what <laughs> what the, I mean. The difference from eighteen to twenty three, right? I, this is a night and day. It's night and day, and and I'm not actually convinced. I mean, one thing about Cole, if you stood. Vadley, Brian Shore, Ben DiNucci, and Cole Johnson on the 50-yard line and said hit the right upright, he might have the best arm talent yeah. Of, yeah. of all of those guys. Now, that doesn't mean he's the best quarterback because he may not have the you know the wheels and everything else that some of those guys had, right? Um, but But from what they need him to do this year, which is hand the ball to this unbelievable stable of backs and throw ropes to... Probably, athletically overmatching receivers. <laughs> like he might be a perfect guy for this. I'm, I'm with you, Rob. I'm, I'm really excited about the and, potential. Of, and he's going to build up confidence in these few games, probably.
1: He yeah, he will. And this comp is going to be kind of different now because of all he's gone through. Mm-hmm. But Alex Smith is a guy that I always thought was grossly underrated, mm-hmm. both in San Fran and Kansas City, where people spot yes. him as a game manager. But he wasn't just a game manager. And but They won like, a lot of games. Right? They won a lot of games. It wasn't like he was just – now he's become kind of Mr. Checkdown to the offense, and it's still a great story. But he was just a smart quarterback who executed their offense. And you can say game manager, but I don't think of him like I did, like Trent Dilfer with, with the Ravens. No. I thought Smith was just a guy who knew how to make the right decisions mm-hmm. and think the things Signetti said, like not make mistakes, make really good throws. And – I feel like that can be a grossly undervalued skill. People default, like there's a difference between just being the perfect guy for the offense and playing within yourself and playing your role as mm-hmm. a quarterback. Like if you're if it's not built around you, you're somehow lesser as a QB. Right. But I think Alex Smith is a good example of a guy who really was kind of maximizing the talent of the offensive system in Kansas City, but people still were kind of a little bit underwhelmed by. So I, I think that's kind of what, I'm looking forward with, with Johnson. And if he exceeds that and he turns into, you know, all CA, that's great. And that could be possible, but I think he's going to just have a really effective command of this offense.
0: Yeah. That's, that's a really good point. I, I like that comp of early Alex Smith. Yeah. I, I'm hopeful for both guys um, this year that they'll get, I mean, I, I hope Gage will get a chance to play this Saturday as well. So be good to see. look, it'll be great if we get to see them on the field. (laughs) That'll be the best. Um, My first down is I'm really interested. I think, you know, these for this week in particular against Moorhead State in this first game. You know, there's going to be some flashy plays from individual defensive players because we're going to overmatch Moorhead athletically in certain, you know, in certain areas. Um and those will be fun to watch, but I'm really interested in these first couple of weeks in seeing how the defense is playing as a unit, as opposed to I, I want to try to keep myself in check about, you know, how excited I get over individual plays. You know, there I have a feeling there will be times when defensive linemen will, you know, make a sack or a tackle for a loss and I'll get very excited and then I want to kind of keep myself in check and make sure that that was the play they were supposed to make, you know, given what the defense is trying to do. Yeah. Um, and not, cause I, I, if I'm one of those kids and I haven't played in a year and a half and I played my whole life for forever and I'm so excited to get back out there, you know, I, I just, I want to make sure that I'm as a fan, not getting too excited over potential freelancing and that I'm watching to see if the defense is starting to do what the coaching staff would like them to do, you know? um, Todd, I that's, think that's an
1: excellent point because right. I, I think relatively unsophisticated fans such as mm, me. Me. Myself, <laughs> no, see. I mean, but you, you know more than me. Like, it's just you can get very excited if somebody, you know, blows somebody up. But there is the concept of assignment football. And some of the Duke's defenses in the past had tremendous athleticism. They weren't playing that assignment football. Mm-hmm. And they struggled. And once they did, maybe certain guys in the 2016 team, you know, second half of the year, it became a really impressive unit. But you didn't have these, some of the, some of the jaw dropping yeah. plays. Um, did you see that documentary? I think it's on the SEC Network about the 12th Man when Texas A&M had
0: the the tryouts uh, for special oh, yeah, teams. Oh yeah, when they had the guy come. Yeah,
1: yeah. They, so they like. I'm
0: familiar like, with the concept. I don't think I saw the documentary, but yeah. Whatever. So
1: long story short, I'll yep. kind of short, like, they essentially had open tryouts for the kick the kick coverage team, and they're just walk ons and just random people and it was just the idea to drum up enthusiasm and and they became a very good unit but it was a lot of guys that just had to, all they were going to do is special teams you're a gunner you're doing this and one guy said he got super excited because he ran down and he made a tackle and he's like you know going crazy and the crowd's going nuts and he came up field and he got reamed because his job was to bust the wedge and like yeah. you're supposed to be your job and that just sticks out with me in terms of like I, I think the point you made is an excellent one where we could see some things that are very exciting to us as fans that will cause guys to get ripped in the film <laughs> room. Right. Yeah. That's because they're just gonna be overmatched at that like, and guys are gonna realize like, okay, you're supposed to just, you know, hold the edge here, but they're gonna be like, oh screw that. And they're gonna, you know, pin their ears back it. and yeah. run around and just go light some guy up and it'll be great. But it's not gonna be helpful in terms of what they're trying to build for later in the year.
0: Yeah, that's what I want to see. It's like your job is to set the edge here, not to like run into the backfield and tackle the running yes. back. You yeah. know, and I wanna see if I can sort of suss out the difference in these first two weeks in particular um, between those two things. Cause what we're hoping for is I'm not sure Jamie is going to play a team. I'm not sure. Right. I mean, they'll, they'll give, they'll probably get a good game from some, you know, uh, Elon, William, Mary Richmond, someone will, will play strong at some point, but they're not going to get too many games where they are really challenged to, Everybody do your job, you know, like this play is supposed to be made by this linebacker and everybody else's role is to support that play. So, yeah, I'm excited about that. What about you for second down, Rob?
1: Well, I'm excited about some of the young guys that mm-hmm. you, if you see on the 2D. The I did. I was really and surprised. Yeah, Tomorrow, Defensive uh-huh. end. You got a freshman who's getting the start. I think that's really exciting. You've got a lot of freshmen on the 2D. James Carpenter's another guy. Mm-hmm. Um, starting I think he's listed you know first Mm -hmm. or second string
0: and ahead of some of the transfers yeah
1: yeah so you and I have talked about this a lot we were very excited like oh well you know with Green being out Jalen Green being out one of one of the transfers will step in maybe it'll be one of these young guys um then there's other you know redshirt sophomores Jamari Kearns is we we expected to be on the two deep but he's going to be in there playing behind a senior so I just think it's really cool that to see we're going to probably have an opportunity for some of these guys to get a lot of reps in the second half the next couple of weeks. And to build on what you were saying, if they can step in and not just run crazy all over the field, but do their job and kind of stick with it, uh, I think it's it's going to bode well for later on the line and hopefully the playoffs.
0: Yeah, I think so too. And I'll just build on that for my second down, Rob, instead of you know, sort of countering or anything. I, this, I, I wrote transfers and freshmen – and what I was thinking was not necessarily just my excitement to see them, but also like I'm just wondering how the lack of fans in this COVID world and, you know, relatively cold weather in February is going to affect the new guys, right? Both the transfers and the freshmen, mm-hmm. you know, I it's weird because we've seen in past years and I think of guys like Brandon Polk and, you know, like. We've seen some transfers be really excited to be at JMU. yeah. Like guys to grab this opportunity, you know, Wayne Davis, like right now, right? To think like, I've been in big crowds, but the big crowd wasn't there for me, you Mm -hmm. know? And now I'm at this place that's really close to mimicking some of that big time action. And they are here for me. Like I am the best player on the field. And I think that charges guys up. And, but at the same token, you know, for, I think about what you said about the freshmen, some guys can also get a little, you know, could be a little rattled by that. And this year could be an interesting, I I just think we've seen in all the pros. I mean, all the sports we've watched this year, I, 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 feel like we've, it's very interesting to see how different players react to this very different environment from what most of them expect. And I'm kind of really, you know, some of them are very at ease, I think, you know, like with this lack of fans, you know, I mean, I, I joke, but, uh, you know, I'm an Everton supporter in Premier League. And a, a few of those players, ha- I think, have been really happy to not have the pressure of like home yeah. fans and everyone yelling at them, you know, at times this year and, you know, lat- this this past weekend, notwithstanding some of, you know, some players are going to perform very well in this environment and others probably really need that. I, you know, even some of the older guys, I just, yeah, um, but with the young guys and the transfers in particular are the ones I'm thinking of, you know, there's a couple of these guys, the transfers that the last time they walked on a field, they were in a, a big 10 stadium and now they're going into an empty bridge to play Moorhead. And I hope they don't discount the opportunity in front of them. You know? Yeah. That's sort of the way I was thinking about it. Yeah, so
1: it is interesting. Like, I think football may be more than any other sport. Mm hmm. The impact of no crowd on the energy level, you know, particularly when the way that JMU is kind of set apart from the rest of the CAA in terms of game day atmosphere.
0: Yeah, there's no other sport that you need to kind of put yourself into a, uh, I don't know, a mental place that maybe is not particularly healthy, right, at all times Yeah, um, Yeah. to go out on the field. I think
1: JMU is like everything about the JMU game day experience is so far superior to the rest yes. of the CIA. yes um you know the crowd it, it's a pretty smart crowd the way people behave and then just things like the streamers are a big deal i mean that's that's the type of thing that can really yeah. spray you it sounds silly but when you yeah. go there and you're sitting on the sideline as a recruit and you see that crowd go out to the streamers coming that's great the um audio video production yeah like the, MRDs,
0: the mrds the like, 15 yeah. cheerleading squads you know like yeah, yeah. it's
1: really really <laughs> easy to get a rise and i can see how that really lifts you up Mm -hmm. Um, without that it'll 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 be different you know people need to manage their own energy and that's part of being an athlete i'm sure but
0: it's kind of weird though because i feel like signetti might be he might be one of our better coaches of the modern era for this kind of environment you know a very business-like approach so
1: yeah he's not relying on any gimmicks he's not no he's not raw rock fire and brimstone there's no it ain't about some crazy halftime. We're, we're not making t-shirts about Signetti's halftime
0: speeches. No, you know? we're not having a party in the end zone. or no, yeah, we're or just, just, you're not going
1: to have slogans. You're just going to go about, and it's, you know, kind of like you said, do your job. It's, it's more Belichick than yeah. you know, in, in
0: Houston. You got anything for third down here, Rob?
1: I guess like everybody else, I'm kind of curious to see if we can learn anything about the offensive system. We all know. That Coach Signetti's mo is to run the ball, and goodness gracious, does JMU have some weapons in the running game? Um, but I got very excited about the potential for the passing game to be to be a you know more of a threat than we thought after talking to Greg last week. So mm-hmm. I'm just excited to see what sort of plays they're running, how it's going to spread out. I assume it's going to be run heavy, or I not assume I know it's going to be run heavy. But what are we doing? Is this going to be just kind of move the chains type things. Is there a deep threat? Uh, you know, this year's David Polk, are we going to have, you know, is the tight end going to be the over the middle the slot, the safety type thing? Like, what are we looking at? Um, I know it's going to be a work in progress. I think it's going to be probably better than a lot of fans anticipated three months ago, just based on the reports we're hearing. But what sort of attack is it just to move the chains or is it really, or are we going to have threats that are really, you know, can, can <laughs> move the sticks. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I, I don't know what to think. I'm excited about Ravenel. I feel like we've seen enough from him. <laughs> I like I like Dean behind him.
0: Yeah, it was so, wow. That was weird. He, so Devin Ravenel's starting, Dean backs him up. I thought the depth chart was interesting, right? And I don't know that it means a lot other than certain guys had a good camp or yeah. are particularly healthy.
1: I guess I would have thought that both those guys were were number ones.
0: Right, just, and just yet like I was that. really excited to see Thornton starting in the slot. Yeah. And that they listed a slot position this year, you know, like, so that's the transfer from VMI cool
1: who has a lot of talent.
0: Yeah. And then Bracy, the transfer from Duke is getting to start, but then, you know, we heard so much about the big freshman; he's backing up Bracy, like really exciting. And, and then uh, Clayton Cheatham, you know, in the two deep, you know, on the uh, backing up painter at tight end. Yeah. I mean, they're going to have to spread it around again too, but,
1: it is funny if you do look at it because you've got Ravenel and Kendall Dean, you know, listed as 1-2 and one Yeah, receiver, the, And they're like the one, 170, 180 pounds. And then you've got Bracey and Wells Jr., 206 and 200, which is- Yeah, 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 big, the big guys. So it's almost like you've got, okay, this is our starting quick receiver and our oh. backup quick receiver and our starting big receiver and backup. It Like, it looks like it's split that way. I'm oh, sure yeah. it's not. But again, that has me curious just as the uninformed fan, like, hmm, what is it? Are these like, is this the uh, Riley Stapleton and this the David Polk side of the field? <laughs> I don't know. Um, right. And I want to see what these guys can do in terms of yards after the catch. That's where I thought Polk was electric last year. And even though he only played important. one year. Yeah. And so it's just it, I just really want to see what these guys can do. Mm-hmm. And then I want to start to get my expectations out of control based off. The, everything, <laughs> everything we said about kind of, hey, looking for assignment football and making sure guys are doing their jobs defensively. I'm willing to completely throw that out the window, and I just want to see crazy athleticism. Yeah, me too. My we'll receiving core,
0: and we'll so figure out for rest later. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, I love that, and you know I love receiver play, so that's good. Um, my third down is a very simple one. It's just pure fandom. Um, I noticed that I'm going to have to readjust to numbers again, Rob. Yes. Everyone is a different number again. Um, I think I saw Latrell Palmer is wearing number I, I five. that trend. Yeah, Jimmy started this. I, I, Solomon Van Horse is wearing number three, but somebody on defense who's really good is now wearing number three. Uh, Mike Green, I I can't even remember. Mike Green is definitely wearing a single digit number this year on defense, um, which is a you know now with Rondell and stuff like that. There is a little bit of a tradition there on the D line lately, but um, yeah, everybody has gone. You know, it seems like the longer you are here and the better you are, um, the more chance you have of getting a single digit. Which I, as a former. Uh, wide receiver number six. I completely agree with. So, but uh, but I, I, yeah, as a fan, this is going to take some getting used to this year. After you know, loving the variety last year. So th- there's a whole bunch of guys wearing different numbers. I encourage you to print out the two deep before you watch this game on Saturday. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I have. <laughs> yeah, and then you have something for fourth down, Rob. I just. I, I don't
1: know. I'm just excited to see how everybody reacts and how enthusiastic everybody can be in this new spring football mm-hmm. with kind of an overmatched opponent. I'm guessing mm-hmm. we're going to see a little more enthusiasm Saturday mm-hmm. than we would for a more head state versus JMU game in September. Mm-hmm. And, um, I'm just excited for that. I'm excited to have a good time, to be online, to be joking around with people, mm-hmm. kind of celebrating. We all need a pick-me-up, even though you know things have been getting better all around the country. And mm-hmm. um, I'm just excited to see how people react. And, and I'm hoping that we see a more positive fan base this year overall, and that includes us. Yeah. Um, so it's not going to be just you know, like, oh, how's this team set up? You know, I don't want to break down how this team is setting up for Frisco saturday mm-hmm. night no I, we've been saying this for years and it's been kind of our mantra let's enjoy these games this year more than ever i'm excited to do that and i just i'm excited to see how everybody else does it and hopefully to see the same sort of enthusiasm that we saw last saturday for hoops i want to mm-hmm. see that translate into football
0: um, yeah that's so. a really good point rob yeah we'll get to predictions in a second but yeah because um man that's a good point it just there's never been a season to take it one game at a time more than this year.
1: But just and, we just got to appreciate. it. I mean, you look at yeah. we went through the games today, and in between, in between the time we did the prep, saying, "Oh, they've got a game here, lacrosse," it was like, "Oh, nope, check that, canceled, canceled. This one's canceled. Soccer's canceled." We just got to enjoy it, it. Who knows how many games they are going to get? So let's make them all count.
0: Yeah, if we get to see somebody dancing in the end zone, or making an interception, or a sack, or something, and being excited, really, really treasure that this year. You know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Wonder if JMU will find a way to do streamers. Anyways, um. <laughs> yeah. uh, my my fourth down is I, I one side note here that is uh because we are an unofficial podcast and not official I can talk about this but Robbie I, I think we both know that gambling is now legal in the Commonwealth of Virginia. I've noticed
1: a couple commercials I, here and there.
0: I, I, I yeah, just a few. Um, I, ha- I may or may not have a DraftKings account. Um, but I did check in with our, you know, JMU sports blog. Um for entertainment purposes only correspondent chase kitty today um who by the way hosting very solid they got picked up by bet mgm like their network this is Um, the high motor motor yeah high motor pod pod yeah so this is if you're deep into um (laughs) degeneracy um please check out the high motor pod over there um but i did check in with chase today because i was kind of interested just in like are there like I didn't actually know if there were lines and odds out there for this spring FCS season. And he did tell me that they were waiting patiently. They were hoping that there were going to be some odds, at least on five dines and some of the sites. But of course that's weird because it's a European site that's often hosted FCS action in the past. Um, so to this point, I don't know that it's on like DraftKings or FanDuel or William Hill or whatever the sort of the monstrous ads that are all over your Facebook feed right now. Um, I don't know if it's that. Uh, but I did think it was interesting that they, they did put out futures. There were some futures odds put out, put out for this season where North Dakota State was the overwhelming favorite to win the spring title. Uh, Weber and South Dakota State were pretty close. I, one thing I thought was interesting is Northern Iowa was actually ahead of JMU, and Ken, JMU and Kennesaw are tied as like the fifth or sixth choice um at plus 800 which is you know i don't know talking to chase today we both agreed like you know purely like not not to get too far in the weeds on this but you know i wouldn't want jmu if they were the favorite right now but as the fifth or sixth choice with the schedule they have hey it's good investment not a bad investment yeah so um you know, for, for those of you that care about, uh, the FIPO action, um, it's the new game stop. It's the new game stop. Yes. Right. This, this could be the new GameStop. stop. Yeah. So I just wanted to point out that that is a thing. I don't know. Um, I'm sure that the, the hardcore of you that are listening to me, some of, there is some overlap in the Venn diagram of people who also know about <laughs> those things. And, um, you know, if there are odds this spring season, we will At least talk about them in the Friday previews on the website, on the blog. So that's all I got for Fort Down, Rob. Uh, Before we get to overtime, do you have a season prediction? I don't know that it's worth going too deep on this this year um, because I think there are just a billion variables, um, all of them related to health, whether that's health for kids that have not taken game action hits in many a month. Or health from kids who have not taken game action hits in 30 degrees, 20 degrees weather or COVID. But you know, what, what are you expecting this year? What are you hoping for this year, Rob?
1: I, is it bad to say I'm, I'm hoping or expecting Jamie to undefeated in the regular season?
0: No, no, I don't think that's that's, bad at all.
1: That's that's honestly, I'm not trying to be cocky or, or annoying or anything else, but, I just – I think Jamie is set up to really kind of take care of business in the regular season, but I don't know if that matters at face value. It's got to right. be the way they're doing it. Yeah. And, geez, we sound like broken records, but are they simply overwhelming guys with athleticism or are they making the right decisions, playing team football, playing – you know, doing their jobs? If they're doing that, then I expect them to go deep in the playoffs if it's just like they're not being challenged and overwhelming undermanned teams, Mm -hmm. then, you know, it's, it's going to be an early exit. So I I don't know any, there's too many variables to go beyond that, but I think Jamie will rightfully be favored in every game, but there is the huge caveat out there where you could have situations where you're going in there with, I mean, geez Denver Broncos type quarterback situation, right. You know, um, We could see some really weird stuff. We could see games move or we could just see walk-ons playing key spots. Like We need to expect the unexpected. But Mm -hmm. if everything plays out in terms of all the games that are scheduled to get played, all the players that are on the roster play their way through the system, I think they're going to go undefeated. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I don't know what to expect for the playoffs.
0: Yeah, I think we're both pretty close. I'm almost 10 it's so hard to say. I like there's a big part of me that wanted to say 7 and 1 here. Um and not so much that I didn't think JMU is prepared to go 8-0, but more in the sense that I am skeptical that there will not be a week with the Denver Broncos quarterback situation <laughs> or whatever, you know, whatever position group we're talking about. Um, and that if they hit that on a Richmond week or an Elon week, I don't know what that means for the team, uh, but I'm with you. And I, the more I thought about it, the more I think all of those other teams will be in the exact same boat that JMU is, uh, you know, in terms of, they may also hit one of those weeks and, uh, you know, heaven help them if they hit jmu on one of those weeks (laughs) you know like i i just so i am kind of with you and that's i don't have any sense of how to handicap the playoff I, i same as you i i will point out to our listeners if you've made it this far then you are probably someone who is interested in the fact that northern iowa plays south dakota state for this friday night on espn3 uh nationwide so i mean most of us can watch that for free if you're willing to laptop it up um but that's the number six versus number three team in the early polls. So, yeah, I mean, in a big MVFC game that will, I mean, that's really the thing is do all the games get played? I, I just, I don't know. I think that I have no sense, Rob, like you, I, I hope that JMU has the talent to go all the way to the championship. I actually have no sense if they do or don't <laughs> like, I, I will say this. I mean, for anybody I don't else, know who- if we will even after the regular season. No, I don't know that I'll know that either. And, and I also don't know, like, we just don't know, right? Like, I normally we have something, some sense of what other teams. I have no sense outside of the JMU program of what the status is of other teams. I heard that NDSU's starting quarterback is named Zeb Noland. Yeah. which seemed like the most NDSU name of all time, as long as it's not, you know, other than like Gunderson or something. But I just like, I literally did not know that was the thing. And I don't know. So for me to sit here and say, well, I think JMU has a lot of talent. I have no idea how that talent relates to, for example, what William & Mary is going to put on the field in three weeks, you know? like So I, yeah, I'm with you. Um, I'd be really disappointed if they don't make the playoffs, if they don't win the South, um i think winning the south you know probably gets them to the playoffs i hope that there are playoffs that's all there is to it right <laughs> um i'm i'm kind of optimistic rob i'll say that i'm kind of optimistic about playoffs the caa has a or at least the south has a built-in extra week in april and i am hopeful that with the warmer weather and continued vaccination like kind of hopeful about the playoffs so we'll see what happens but yeah
1: things are looking things are looking slightly up
0: yeah, and I'll say this. I am not in any way I, – I do want to say one possible thing because you're going to hear all kinds of people with all kinds of theories on this. I want them to win the championship. <laughs> like, like I'm not concerned about how spring affects fall or anything like that. I want the kids out there to – Flags
1: fly forever. Sorry.
0: Flags fly forever. So I want the kids out there to win the CAA and win the title in Frisco in May. I, I hope it all happens. Um, I think that's it. I think yep. we're ready. We're ready for kickoff. Yes. <laughs> Rob, you got anything for overtime tonight?
1: Well, overtime, I don't, just like everything else. It's all about looking forward after this pandemic and so on. So, I just thought <laughs> maybe if, if you gotta refresh the old bucket list. If you've been at home for almost a year, like we have now, has it given any thoughts to things you'd really like to to do um, with your time left? Hopefully, many many decades to get this done. I mean, just now, assuming we can we can get back out there and start doing some of these things. Is there any more urgency, or have you moved things up on your list? Um, things to do.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've got some personal things that don't need to be on the podcast in terms of like <laughs> not repeating past mistakes. Yeah, um, right, always a, right. Right. Always a good I crack one. Crack open a beer. Right, <laughs> but as we head into yeah, I mean, we are deep into middle age now. Mm-hmm. Um, I really want to do in this decade. I want to do the Leadville 100 mountain bike race uh-huh. um, for me. I, I know that's probably like pushing against time a little bit. I'd like to do it without massive injury if possible. I'm not sure that I'm capable of the Shenandoah 100 anymore, just from a non-injury standpoint. Um, but Leadville, which is almost pure fitness, it seems possible. So that's one. And and I think you and I both, um, you know, I'd like to travel in particular. I'd like to travel to ski. Um, but you know, so we, I, we've been talking at home and thinking about where and what we'd like to do. Um, you know, those are probably the two for me. I, I would like to never turn down the other thing I don't want to do. I don't ever want to turn down like a concert ticket again. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> when that comes around and i don't i know i will because it's not practical in life all the time but i also want to make that a priority uh when it comes back so
1: well we both have tickets to see sturgill simpson
0: yeah right like, the what, start the, of this or whatever third yeah. week of march like yeah. right
1: after this thing started so mm-hmm. yeah yeah i don't know that's interesting the, the bike the lead one is neat we should do one of those trips that i was talking about i've looked more into it uh,
0: yeah that sounds awesome rob i would love I, to do that i really
1: want to do that and barney so like, yeah.
0: mountain bike yeah
1: mountain bike or the gravel one either one but like there's a lot of good options in colorado Oh, for anybody be-
0: down in harrisonburg i'm getting i think i'm going to do uh i don't know what it's called the stokesville strata here in a couple of weeks um i may actually miss a jmu game to do a fairly lengthy uh gravel ride down there in near harrisonburg so oh, cool. yeah
1: well that's for me like i'd like to do one sort of Adventure trip of some mm-hmm. sort, at least. You know, that, that's, I, I love traveling. So, most of my kind of, if I did have a formal bucket list, it would be almost all travel stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I really would like to do one sort of adventure. Yeah. would be like a, a not necessarily, ski, I've done a lot of good ski trips and stuff, but like a really good fly fishing trip that was maybe, involved in, or, you know, yeah. yeah, like, like floating a big, one of the big rivers oh, yeah. overnights or one of those hot hut bikes. I would definitely like. Like Something like that, and then clearly, there's a lot of trips I like to take with my family. Um, Jess and I've always talked about combining some sort of service trip in Africa, mm. oh, yeah, yeah, with a safari. So, mm-hmm. you know, go over and volunteer and mm-hmm. for a week, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of AIDS charities because they're very needed, unfortunately, or, mm-hmm. or poverty do that for a week and then a week of kind of clamping and doing a safari. Mm-hmm. And then this one's kind of dumb, you yeah. laughing at me. I would really like a sandwich named after me. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I I don't know what it was. I was reading something the other day about some deli or best sandwiches in America. And they've got all these ones like named after celebrities, but then <laughs> you run across one that's just named after like some dude from the neighborhood who was like yep. really enthusiastic about sandwiches. And I freaking love sandwiches. Yep. And so for me, if I could go to like a deli <laughs> in my neighborhood and order like the Rob, uh-huh. sadly that I, I could probably go out then and be happy. Like that would just be, so- <laughs> my cousin got a shot named after me <laughs> and, um, at the Vale village pub, in, yep. in Vale
0: village and,
1: yep. um, at one of the yeah. pubs. There.
0: This is the guy who's the like ski photographer, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And you
1: could go in there and order a Cricko. And I just like, I felt cool ordering it. Yeah. It was my cousin, but like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but if I could have a sandwich named after me, that would be pretty cool. That, that's uh, You that, would have you know.
0: really hit the pinnacle there, Rob. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, that's just, it's, it's a life well lived.
0: I gotta say, I but but so is there rules on this? Like, do you do you get the sandwich named after? Do you have to get it named after you for like, just purely being, the regular sandwich ordering guy? Well, like,
1: it could be for being their favorite podcaster. I don't know. Right, I was like,
0: I got a guy. I don't, like, no, there's a our friend Flynn at Bryce has a there's a sandwich in the summer in the golf grill called the Flintastic. That, yes, you know, it's not it's not a uh, let's just say they don't they don't serve a lot of plates over the course of the year right at the summer golf grill right it's like so it's not quite as high a bar as like a jack brown's burger or something no, wouldn't um, that be awesome yeah if it would be in, yeah. your
1: name on the menu or on, like the chalkboard and it could be one of those things like if you're just a pig who eats the biggest one that's uh-huh. great then it's, you probably also get a t-shirt but i just think that would be really really fun <laughs> That would be great. That would be my legacy for my children
0: and my my ancestors. Well, as long as it's not buffalo mash. Yeah, <sighs> I don't. Nobody needs that junk. Sorry. Now, <laughs> now we're really getting old. Right. That 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 was that was for Tim Miller. So <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, th- those are all good, Rob. Those are going to be fun ones for us to hopefully hopefully we can take a few of those off and have a sandwich, a hut to hut bike or fly fishing trip, and um a bike race of some kind. Yeah. Yep. I like this. All right. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, well, thank you everybody for joining us. It, look, it's a Rob, we've almost made it. We've yeah. kind of made it right. We're getting this basketball has actually kind of peaking. We're kind of peaking. Yeah. The basketball has really gotten me like more, I don't know, more okay with whatever in terms of football. Like be I just, more grateful. It's, it, like, it does. I'm more grateful about football because I've had some, I'm, it's just so I feel like we're back of JMU athletics are back. Sports are back. Um, yeah. We'll see what happens with spring football. It was the
1: most I felt sports was really filling the purest need it ever was, which is just bringing me joy. Like Saturday, yes. I was just so excited. And I've had a lot of fun watching, you know, the world series and football and the bubble last year of the NBA. But Saturday was just pure joy. Like mm-hmm. I was completely checked out in terms of thinking about anything else that was going on, on Earth. I was watching it with with the boys, mm-hmm. jumping up and down. It was just fun, and and mm-hmm. I think we're going to get so much more of that. Um, just I mean, pure odds. One of these JMU teams is going to give us a run.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so I mean, there's like 19 day. of them playing yeah. right now. It, yeah, it,
1: so. You know, it, it's going to happen. Um, yeah. So I don't yeah. Know, just, it was really, really just. The purest distraction in, in every sense of the world. And I was, I had so much fun <laughs> on Saturday. And now we're going to, I mean, we're going to double up or triple up some days. We're going to, there's going to be days next we're going to be excited about, you know, there'll be some big soccer upset or there'll be a uh-huh. big cross win and a basketball win or two basketball wins and a football game. So there's an opportunity to really kind of reset ourselves after a pretty, oh, wow, year Rob, I today.
0: had not looked. It is not out of the question. Wow. What? March it 6th. It up, yeah. Did you look at that? No, I haven't looked at it, but
1: it's just like the sheer number of teams playing.
0: Well, the men's tournament is the third through the sixth. It ends, I think, On I don't know. I don't mean to say this, but they could be very close to playing for a bid on the same day that JMU football opens conference play, conference play. Yeah. against – E- at Elon, um, needless to say, that would be something. And the following weekend would bring William & Mary to JMU. I-, I don't even know what to say. If we had a week um, <laughs> with a 3-0 football team in the middle of conference play while JMU was headed to the big dance, would be um <laughs> it would be overwhelming. That's, only, that, that. that's That is not out of the realm of possibility three weeks from today. Yeah that is <laughs> wow yeah it's, it's this, gonna be really fun yeah enjoy it while it's here folks um mm-hmm. we'll be here rob i can't wait to talk to you again next week this is gonna be so much fun yeah uh, big week big week
1: and really looking forward to saturday and kind of ripping the bandaid off and, and getting this weird spring season started
0: yeah and i don't know what to tell you all about flow it's time to do it bite the bullet do what yeah. you got to do um find the game where you can um I don't know. Go on the message board. Someone will send you a free feed if you're willing to chance your laptop. <laughs> <There> you <go. laughs> <All right. laughs> Rob, I will be looking forward to hopefully doing four downs from the opening weekend of 2021 JMU spring football with you next week. Yep. I'm looking forward to it too. All right. Thanks, man. Bye. See you everybody. Go Dukes. purple start wearing purple for me now all your sanity and which they will all vanish i promise it's just a matter of time so yeah Uh, start wearing purple Since you were a 20 I was 20